and welcome to another episode of Chainmail the Podcast, aka Chainmail the Podcast. How are you? How's the family? How's the pets? Hope everyone's doing well. We have a, a different episode coming to you today, alright? Probably, it's probably in the title somewhere. I'm not sure how I'm going to word it yet, but uh, we'll both see what the time comes, I guess. Very appropriate for this podcast. But we are joined with a special guest today. Hey, my name is Ray. This is my cousin. Um, Tell him a little bit about yourself, dude. Doesn't have to be perfect. This chain mail is far from perfect. Um, Name's Ray, 21, and... He just got over COVID. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He had the world-renowned virus. The death-threatening. Very fun. Very... Yeah, it was very... Tell us a little bit about that experience. The start from the beginning. Tell it all. Spill the spill the beans, dude. I pretty much got it from a coworker, and I was not informed about it. But when I found out, it was just they were so relaxed about it. They didn't care. They actually asked me to come back to work. It was like, hey, can you just still come back to work and everything be all right? Money hungry? Yep. And sure enough, I ended up getting the virus. I didn't go back, but I went to go get tested the next day. Tested positive. Quarantine is not fun. Exactly. Like, we freaked out so much about the quarantine, well, the quote-unquote quarantine that we were put under. We couldn't go anywhere and all that stuff. But I can just imagine, like, the different level of quarantine you were on. Like, literally not even being able to be around your family. Yeah, that, that's a... It's really tough. Because in that moment, that's pretty much the people that you rely on. Yeah. But you don't get that because you can't even be around them. Sucks. I couldn't do it. I know I'm not a social person. I literally stay in my room majority of the time if I'm at home. But... I I don't know, just the thought of like not being around people that you are so used to being around seems like so draining and like you start to beat yourself up about it. You're like, geez, what could have I done different mm-hmm. to be around my family right now? But that's super crazy. Tough trying to get out of your own comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. But heard it here, folks. Stay stay at home, okay? If you could stay at home, stay at home, please and yes. thank you. Um, not only are you helping yourself, you're helping others 100% because someone's grandmother could be going to the store and you feel the need to not wear a mask and you are asymptomatic and you have it and you pass by her and guess what? Someone's grandma now has COVID. Someone's grandmother is now in the hospital on their deathbed because you wanted to go outside and not be bored. Like, don't be selfish. You guys already know the drill. I talk about this quite frequently, but it is currently Tuesday night. It's nine o'clock. Uh, Mia's recording on a Tuesday on time, like she's supposed to. Hand claps for Mia. <laughs> but since I am joined with a family member today, I feel that is almost right that we talk about growing up. Being, being a child, talking about childhood things, childhood experiences that all people go through, especially things that we went through as kids. So let, let's, I know I did an episode kind of like this about nostalgic things and things like that, but this one's going to be like straight up 
childhood story time in a sense and that's the best time exactly we're going to be talking about the best times of our lives we're not even going to discuss nor think about how pathetic adulting is yeah that's like <laughs> soon as you graduate yes you just you get just get smacked in the face like sledgehammer to the nose of like responsibilities exactly like when people say oh i'm getting you ready for the real world you're like uh it's already the real world while you're in high school but no <laughs> they were being for real this uh, it's not most of, exactly. not, not necessarily they even readied us for it because there is no getting ready exactly i have i had no idea how a mortgage worked until i got out of high school yeah. And I took business classes all four years and I still wasn't taught how to write a check. Like that's how much the educational system has failed people in America because they're so built on the ideology of being successful in a workplace, but they forget work is just a portion of our lives. Like we still have to do things outside of work and we have no idea what to do. But we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that. That's a that's a topic for another episode. We'll talk about how the educational system has failed us as Americans. But this is a fun podcast, guys, so let's talk let's talk childhood. What's something in your childhood that was a big thing that you still remember to this day? Like when it happens, you're like, oh, that reminds me of blah, 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 like. I remember when it was your sweet 16th birthday. Oh. And it was in Alabama. That was my first birthday party ever. And I cried. I hated it. It didn't end well for her <laughs> nor me because it started raining. And me and my other cousin, we there wasn't any room in the car and we didn't feel like walking back. So I said, well, <laughs> I, <remember. laughs> I was like, where's this story going? I said, well, we'll just ride on the back of the trunk. So I, that little gap in between the window and the trunk, I'm holding on to it. And my cousin, he's holding on to me. And mind you, there's people in the car stuffed, there's people in the trunk stuffed. There's people on top of the trunk riding on a slippery car yep. while it's still raining. It was pouring down raining. And mind you, he's wearing a raincoat. Raincoats are made to not right. stick on to moisture. Okay? Yeah. I was... <laughs> Adding on to the slip factor <laughs> that already was. It was... A horrific roller coaster. <laughs> we started going downhill, and I told my cousin, "Don't let go," and he's telling me not to let go. And I was like, "Uh, I'm slipping." And face first. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a nice paved road. It was like one of those old, yeah. rocky, potholey, sinking into the ground roads. I fell on my face. My cousin, he fell on his head. He popped back up. Everybody thought I was dead. <laughs> we it, have videos from that day. 
Yes. That was... <laughs> we were laughing, but it was not funny. If you ever watched the movie It, I looked just like It. It was raining, too, and I had the yellow jacket on. It was, it, it was funny. <laughs> but it didn't end there. It was... We started walking, which we didn't want <laughs> then, to. Us in the car just went ahead and drove they home. Just went ahead and while yeah. they're bleeding out the elbows profusively, my cousin, my little cousin, is crying like he broke his arm. He's We're just crying like, like he broke his arm, and I didn't even know I was like, my arm was just blood. pouring blood. It was pouring <laughs> blood, and uh, we were just like, "Hey, we're gonna drive home. Y'all can." Yeah, <laughs> it's well, right around the corner. It's right around the corner, and. <laughs> It was like, okay, we start walking and we're we're not even walking, we're limping. <laughs> Somebody comes by and offers to take a ride. We were in so much pain that we just said, sure. <laughs> and mind you, we're home. We're home. They're right at now. home. <laughs> they're getting comfortable. And now we're in the car. We're like, shoot, we should never take this ride. But He's like, hey, so where do y'all go to school at? I was like, ah, I don't stay in Alabama. And my cousin, he tells him, and he's like, well, he's saying that he goes to this church and everything. So he's like, okay, that's nice. We're in so much pain. We're trying to just hurry <laughs> up and get to, back to the house. Before we get to the house, and right when we're about to get out, the doors are locked. And he's like, I just want to take a moment to pray and <laughs> thank this moment that we got to meet. And it was scary because <laughs> it's like, you don't know what's going on. You're not in the condition to fight back. So my cousin's looking at me. I'm looking at him. And it's like, all of a sudden, the guy's like, oh, your arm's bleeding. I was like, oh, this just adds to it. <laughs> like, we're in no condition to fight this man. We're both <laughs> badly bruised. If he tries to kidnap us, we can't fight back. But it turned out he just wanted to pray with us, and he prayed with us, and we just got up out of there. We was like, what just happened? It, it was crazy. Call back to last week's episode about crazy Southern Christians. You literally, like, you guys thought you were going to get kidnapped. Like, that is a Southern Christian thing. Like, Southern Christians will completely do that. Make you think your life is in danger just to be praying for you. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go check that one out for more about Southern Christians. <laughs> uh, that, my 16th birthday was the first birthday party I had, and it was awful. It was pathetic. The rain made everything so bad, and I I just wasn't having a good time. I was really sad, <laughs> and 10 out of 10 would not do it again. Uh, Yeah, no, thank you. No more birthday parties for me. Growing up as, I'm going to say it, growing up as a black kid is a lot different than growing up as, yes. a, as, as a white child, okay? Now, there are a lot of things that we do have in common in a sense of, like, playing and activities and things like that. Around like, that age, everybody's, you don't really tell, the, you can't tell the difference. Yeah. But. Like, until 
kids getting start taught hate and yeah and then you're starting to get treated differently Mm -hmm. that's when you start to see exactly that's what creates that big divide in things now black kids you cannot necessarily just go for a walk or anything you can't do that now Mm -hmm. you can't feel comfortable because you might be assumed you fit the description Mm -hmm. and i know not trying to get serious because this is a comedy podcast but growing up as a black kid you have a lot of things within your house that are really different than white kids and ways that black kids got punished would have been seen as like domestic violence and abuse to white kids and like granted some white kids do get whoopings i've met some white kids that get tore up okay and i grew up in a household where i didn't get whoopings as bad as the next black kid that would literally get beat with like extension cords which i thought that was too far i always thought that was like (laughs) a little extreme like a belt was the was the farthest we got a switch when we were at our great grandma's house but it is it is a lot different and I, I think that is what makes us to be the people that we are today. <laughs> I remember I was when I was in sixth grade, I had took some allergy medicine and I was cause I was said that it was said to around school that I was high, but I wasn't high. The teacher said I cussed him out. I don't have I didn't have any memory of cussing out anybody. <laughs> All I knew I was tired. Next thing you know, I'm sent to the principal office. They couldn't get in contact with my dad. So the teachers called him. He comes up there and it did not go well. <laughs> Black parents will whoop you in front of your classmates. Yes. They will They the, will embarrass you on purpose. The teachers had to stop him because it was about to get so bad. <laughs> and when we start to leave, he stopped by a bush. I was so scared. <laughs> I was like... Oh my God! I did not do this. <laughs> I'm innocent. I didn't do this stuff, man. <laughs> that I I couldn't. I never got beat that bad. I never got the extension cord whoopings. I never got that no, bad. That, stuff. that scared me. When I hear people get extension cords, I was like, no. Yeah, I'm like that is that is not punishment. That is borderline abuse. Yes. That is like getting a whooping should not leave bruises no. on you. Like when, <laughs> when we would get whoopings, we would see like a welt on our leg and be like, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. The people at school are gonna think I got beat. Oh my gosh. But then it would be gone in 30 minutes. A bruise? Let a teacher see that. Days. Exactly. A bruise will get your parents they behind bars. The, yeah. CPS will be knocking at your door. That is way too far. That's why I've never been a believer of cruel punishment to children. Like, I was always like, I don't know if I want to whoop my children because I don't feel like that helps anything. I mean, it might teach a lesson at the time, but it's like, especially when you get whoopings for stuff that you didn't do. It's like, well, since you think I did it, I might as well do it now. And that's what makes rebellious kids. And I can say that I was 100% one of those kids that was like, oh, so you think I'm doing this? I'm going to do it now. You want to be strict? I'm going to learn how to not get caught doing stuff. 
And that's how I became so sneaky. I'm being dead honest, and I know you're listening to this, Mom. I'm sorry that I was so defiant. (laughs) But when you grow up with strict parents, I've always believed that strict parents make sneaky kids. Because it's like... You're thriving off the chance to have that freedom. Exactly. And it makes you learn how to sneak out the house. makes you Uh learn how to get into things that you aren't supposed to without people knowing. And... uh, It creates a different person. Exactly. And I can 100% say it's real because I am one of those children. (laughs) But enough of how black people are different from white people. This is not the podcast for that. (laughs) We're going to talk about some stuff that I think we all went through or did as kids. Like, I was in the shower the other day, and there was, I don't know, it was something on the floor in the shower. So I was, like, using my finger to to clean it. And I was thinking, like, wow, we really, as kids, used to think we were waterbenders and airbenders and all this stuff. From like the most simple actions. The new avatars. Exactly. Like we would be in the tub and like push the water a little bit and be like, oh, I just made waves. I'm, I'm a waterbender. Oh my gosh. And we will spend like weeks claiming that we are waterbenders and perfecting our, <laughs> our craft. Like, Did you see that? <laughs> exactly. I made the rain move. <laughs> You'd be like, it would be raining outside and you'll, we'll be like, we'll walk outside and be like, hold on. I'm not getting wet. I'm a waterbender. The rain isn't falling on me. It's falling on everyone else. We would swear we were superheroes. And I kid you not, when we used to go to Walmart or like the grocery store and they would have the meat in those little things and it would be like that layer of fog on the top. (laughs) We would like push it around and be like, and like make tornadoes and stuff with meat fog (laughs) and swear we were airbenders i'm now an airbender i have accomplished two two bendings (laughs) i will be the new avatar i can challenge ang to be the new avatar we would thrive off of that that thought that we could be superheroes I have never believed in superheroes. I hated superheroes. I I still don't like superheroes and stuff. I mean, I watch Spider-Man because he still acts like a normal human being. But superheroes are just not my thing. Now, that might be different for you. Yes, I love superheroes. <laughs> so, I believe there really are superheroes. Not no superpowers or anything. Yeah, but like but... people that... All right, think about it. If you see a car that's on fire, and if you decide to actually stop and help the person, mm-hmm. that makes you're you a necessarily hero. you are a superhero because you just saved somebody's life. Yeah. So in that, sense, in that sense, yeah, you, it makes you sense. Are a you're a hero. Yeah, you're labeled as a hero. Yep. By society and things like that, like people who go out and do all these evil things they're labeled as villains and all this stuff it is it kind of makes sense i get what you're saying but like i've i've never believed in like supernatural power heroes like mm. nobody's out here flying nah and shooting beams out their eyes no i know the government keeps a lot from us 
but I, I I feel like that one's not that one's not in their vault of secrets. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe in a few years we'll get some um, insight on that. Yeah, a lot's been coming out lately, so maybe maybe we'll get something on that. But I don't know. But I don't know. I just never grew up liking superheroes. I still don't. I don't watch superhero movies that much or anything like that. Like, I have to burp. Superhero Ooh. movies are the thing right now. Look what happened in um, Avengers Endgame. Now, what well, has the number one? It just beat the Avatar. I like the Avatar oh, yeah, the, has uh, been box office yeah. grossing and stuff. Avatar has been holding that record for what? Since 10 years? it came out. Yeah, yeah, since it came out. Now, I'm waiting for Avatar 2. Me too. Which we all have been waiting. I think we're all itching what? for that movie to come out. Let's see when it comes out. They just pushed it back. Yeah, I bet they did. They've been pushing everything back. But, like, what what are we looking at now? Like, what 2021. Day? That's all they say. Christ. Yeah, the box office... Two point seven nine billion for Avatar, and let's see what Avengers Endgame is. It's two point seven nine eight billion. Yeah, wow. Film is such a beautiful industry to me. I love all things theater. I talk about it all the time, but like, I've really been getting into the art of film lately, and it is so so much goes into that and when you get a box office grossing like that it's kind of just like oh my hard work paid off because like people don't realize years go into making movies and yeah all this stuff like it's not when you see it they recorded this movie the week before not at all it took years just for the avatar to actually come out mm-hmm. like when you see these tv shows that are coming out now and all this stuff, and you're like, how are they doing this with COVID going on? That that episode was recorded two years ago, sweetheart. Yep. Like, that COVID wasn't even a thing. Like, that's how long it takes for that stuff to be made. And it is so cool how you're basically watching these actors grow up in real life, but still look the same age for their character. I think that is so cool that, like, I don't I don't know how to explain it. Like we watched people grow up as a character maybe 2 years through a TV show like a character went from like 21 to 22 in a TV show but in real life they went from like 19 to 26. Yep. Like that's how long that stuff takes. Seasons worth of t- like TV shows that are multiple seasons those people are dedicating their lives to that show at the moment and it's it's years worth of recording it's years worth of editing i can't imagine how much time those editors spend on movies and tv shows and all that stuff that's a lot of work that's a lot of time that you just have to sit aside to stare at a computer screen i would lose my mind and the actors don't even get me started on how incredible actors are these days like uh, actors go through a lot. Yeah, and no, but not many people realize exactly. that. Exactly. There's um, I'm not sure who. I think it's Jared. Hold on, the one that played the last Joker. 
who literally went crazy. He like quit playing the Joker because he lost his mind. He felt like he was losing his mind. Because, the recent guy? Yeah, I think no, I think it was before him. Oh, the one in Suicide Squad. Uh, uh hold on, Joker. Uh, actor. Uh, who's this one? Jaquin. Jaquin Phoenix. Yeah, that's the one that just had the Joker movie that uh-huh. came out. And you see, he had to lose all that weight to fit that role. And think about that. That is a very big deal. That's dangerous yes. at times. Cause You're risking your life. Exactly. Literally. For that movie. Like, I've seen a lot of actors. There like, was an actor who broke three ribs because of how much he was dedicated to the movie. Mm-hmm. And being in that just doing the it's just a lot of stress and work that you don't realize how much they go through yeah and they they dedicate their lives to being good and being what the movie and the director they needs do, they do their best to what they can exactly for for our enjoyment yeah literally they lose weight they some people method acting has always been so scary to me because you're turning into method acting is becoming that character becoming that character in real life heath ledger rest in peace to heath ledger he literally isolated himself to get Mm -hmm. in that role michael b jordan did the same thing he isolated himself to be like killmonger and to basically get in the killmonger vibe yeah he did what he could to get closer to I've seen, I think that was, that's where I was going with the Joker thing. It was one actor. If you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. But he was method acting where he would make his people around him call him Joker and call him like all these things and treat him like he was the Joker at all times. And he like literally was losing his mind because he had to be a psychopath that the Joker is for this whole time. And like people who method act are the strongest people I've ever met. Cause I could never, I could never step into a, a role that is so far outside of myself for that long. Like you're literally bringing that character to life now. Yeah. You're becoming someone that you aren't for people's enjoyment. You have to be so strong to be able to do that. You and that's why those people get nominated for so many awards and get so many awards and get praised so much because they deserve it. They and those are the people, those are the actors that can't be taught. Like I no. don't care what anyone says. Those actors, you can't redo it. You can't those. make another. <laughs> they are the OG. OGG. They're 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 legit and they make money that they deserve. That's how the industry works. Yep. Stuff is gross. It's not good. Minute Maid Lemonade. Ooh. I'm not supposed to say brand names on here. Hey, Minute Maid, if you want to sponsor me. I didn't just talk crap about your lemonade. It's The pink lemonade is good. You anyway. know what is good, though? Tea with lemonade. Please, you have to try that. I love tea. Yes. And I love lemonade. Never tried tea with lemonade. It is good. I would say the brand name, but you know, 
brands can be said. So, nah. Let you find out what you get to decide which one you like. Wait, is it like bottled tea and lemonade? Yep. Hmm. I didn't know they made that. I usually brew my own tea. I used to, and then somebody came out with one. Oh, I was so happy that they did. I got sick and tired of constantly mixing it because it's not that right mixture. Mm-hmm. You having to guess if it's half and half. Yeah. But this one actually is half tea, half lemonade, so it's actually pretty good. Hmm. I might have to try it. I might have to. I have tea here, but I don't want to put this lemonade in it because nah. this is gross. Lemonade that is opaque in color is probably gonna be nasty. Like if you can't see through the liquid, it's probably gonna be nasty. It's a lot of chemicals. In it's it. a lot of chemicals. It's a lot of sugar. It's diabetic. Yes. To look at. <laughs> Have you ever looked at something and been like, Jesus Christ, that just reeks of diabetes? In most cases, pretty much America. Yeah, correct. Yes, that's pretty much what. Unpopular opinion here. Lucky Charms marshmallows are not good. Like, everybody eats the marshmallows out of them. That I don't even really like the marshmallows. I like the anchors. Anchors are nice. They're a good texture. They got a good crunch. And they, they're covered in like this syrup kind of. This like hardened syrup that has that sweetness. So it she doesn't might as well just eat Cheerios. But that's the thing. But they don't taste like regular Cheerios. Cheerios. They taste like Honey Nut Cheerios. But in an anchor shape. And then the sugar from the marshmallows melting in the milk gives it a little little flavor. Well, throw some sugar and some Cheerios. There go your flavor. I love Cheerios. I like regular Cheerios. I love I like Cheerios, but you can't. Are you? You know that's your opinion. <laughs> but you know, Lucky Charms has been through a lot. Is Lucky Charms? Those is dehydrated thing. marshmallows are yeah. not good. They have an awful texture. They like snap. Marshmallows are not supposed to snap. Nobody ever said they were real marshmallows. They're dehydrated marshmallows. They just came out with like a bag of just the marshmallows. Yep. That's disgusting. How do your teeth not tingle when you eat too much sugar? Like mine do it all the time. Like if I even eat a piece of cake, my mouth will like tingle if it's too sugary. Same. Yeah. It's like. It's your body, I think, just telling you, hey, you have went over the limit of how much sugar you exactly. can Exactly. I think over the years, our bodies, we're eating, the amount of sugar that we eat now is so much more than how it used to be. Mm-hmm. And our bodies have just got used to it, but there's still that limit that we cannot go over. Yeah. Which some people, a lot of people nowadays in America actually go over. That's why America is so high of obesity. Yes. We're not going to talk about how pathetic America is. We're not even going to discuss that big thing. That that huge elephant in the room. We're not going to talk about how awful America is. But I I just don't like them. And I think the reason that it starts to happen, like our teeth start to tingle when we eat sugary things or we can't take all of that, is because growing up, 
like how much sugar you take in is regulated because your parents are like, uh, uh-uh, you can't have all that sugar. No, no, you're going to be really hyper. You need to go to sleep. You need to do this. And that's what it is. Exactly. So we don't, we're not used to taking te- all that sugar. Yes. Like when we're growing up, our teeth are regulated to this small intake of sugar. So when we get older and we can control what we eat. And we're just like, ooh, candy this, ooh, sugar this, ooh, soda this. Now you're having a read. Exactly. Now your teeth are like, hold on. Run it back, dude. This is too much. And our bodies go crazy. And we don't know how to handle it because our bodies. That's why some people have sugar crash where they eat too much sugar. Yes, yes. Am I the only one that like, if I eat like a full bag of candy, my stomach will hurt so bad. Like, I feel like I'll, I'm dying because my stomach will literally be screaming at me for eating so much sugar. That happens to me if I eat a whole box of pizza by myself. <laughs> pizza? Yes. I love. I love pizza. But I've come to realize that I can overdo it. There is times. I remember last year at my old job, I ate like two boxes of pizza by myself and I was like, whoa, how did I eat all that? And it's like, where is all this weight going? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Let's, (laughs) that is the thing with our family. Majority of us are so incredibly skinny and lanky. It makes no sense because we eat. Okay. We can eat. And our weight will go to our heads. Yep. And it's like, you don't gain anything. You don't lose anything. Exactly. It's like, hey, just get comfortable. Exactly. You're just going to, your weight is going to look normal while you're young and short. But as you start to get taller and realize you're not gaining weight, you're going to start looking lanky. Yeah. You're going to start looking very uh, Slender Man-ish. Um <laughs> skinny limbs <laughs> uh just big huge head on top of a really small remember neck. when you used to draw stick figures <laughs> that's pretty much what it is yes that is that is the reed family for you and i don't i couldn't tell you why i if you follow me on social media you know that i have been trying to gain weight for forever because i'm not comfortable with my weight And my weight always stayed in between like 130 to 132, like back and forth, back and forth. And then I've been trying to get to 145 for like two years. That's right. Matter of fact, I don't even know what I'm at. I was able to gain. I used to be one from 145 from seventh grade all the way till my junior year. And then all of a sudden I just gained 20 pounds. And it was like, finally, that was the weight that I wanted to gain. And I haven't lost that weight. I just been in between 155 and 160. And I can't gain it nor lose it now. Yeah. I think we're all at pretty healthy weights, but our weight is distributed so oddly. Yeah. And it just makes us look extremely skinny. Yep. Like it's always, a, oh, you need to eat. You need to do this. And it's like, I eat, eat, I work out. I do all this stuff and it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. Like this weight is going to go through me. 
100%. If you have the same problem, it's going to take time. Yeah. But please do not use steroids. Please be patient with yourself. Let your body naturally do things. And I can say working out. It actually boosts your confidence. For sure. For sure. Like when I started working out, I was like, wow, I actually like the way I look. I like the way that I feel energized. Working out does make you feel energized. I wake up in the morning and I work out and then I go shower. And it's just like, now I'm ready to start the day. Like if I don't work out in the morning, if I don't run in the morning, it's just kind of like, I feel lazy. You feel, feel draggish. Yeah. You just feel really groggy. Yeah, uh-huh. You don't want to do anything. You just feel like you don't have energy. Your body is not stretched enough. and you It's just pathetic. But it's more so if you actually enjoy, if you love yeah. the way that you look, you're going to feel more confident about yourself. Yeah, for sure. And that's what it is. You got to feel confident about yourself. You can't care about what everybody else thinks. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing that I struggled with. Like, I always, always hated the way I looked because I've always been extremely skinny. Like, I've been skinny and I've been short. So it kind of makes it weird. Like, I've been five foot four since like eighth grade. Not even going to lie. I've been the same height for majority of my life. Uh, and the thing is, when I reached the weight that I am now, my feet started to get smaller and it was just weird. And I was like in a really bad state. I was like, I don't like the way I look at all. Da, da, da. And then I started working out like sophomore year and it's slowly gotten better. And now I can 100% say, I love myself. I like the way I look. I mean, some days it's kind of like, Ugh, I got yeah. a little pudge going on, but you're only it's, human. Exactly. Like it's normal for me to. You can't have always that. have that confidence, but mm-hmm. you want to still be able to feel confident about yourself mm-hmm. when you can, because that's what's going to get you through to mostly most of your drama. If anything's going on, that confidence in yourself for sure will definitely come a long way. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think once I finally started loving myself and started not hating every little detail about myself, yes. I was happier in general. I was guilty of that before. Yes. It's so easy to pick out your own flaws. And a lot of people come to me about like, self-love and things like that because I openly struggled with how I just did not like myself I openly struggled with my mental health because I don't want to be fake with anyone like my mental health has always been a big factor in my life it still is to this day but I'm not going to sit there and hide it because that's like faking who I am and I don't Mm -hmm. like doing that so so once once I learned to not hate myself it helps everything. Like once I loved myself, my depression got a little bit better. Like it was the first step to becoming mentally healthy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't first know step to growth. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I went to counseling and everything. But even after I quit counseling, I can say that learning to love myself was the biggest, biggest help. Like, forget medicine, forget counseling, all that. 
And it's when you love yourself that you actually, it's good when you actually spot your flaws, that means you actually know where you need to work on. When you admit that where you, your flaws at, that means you have also took one of the first steps because you admitted your own flaws. Now you can gradually work to become what the person you want to be. Yeah. It won't I, be easy, but you can get there. For sure. I always tell people, like, I myself had to, I had to stop myself from hating myself, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I would be looking in the mirror and I'd be like, Jesus Christ, I look so ugly today. And then I'll immediately double back and be like, okay, stupid. You don't look ugly today. You look pretty. Go on with your day and be okay with yourself. And like, I would constantly have to do that to myself and cancel out and nixnay what I was saying about myself. And that helps all the time because we as humans will constantly point out our own flaws in a more extreme way than others will. I can say, oh, I hate my nose while other people like my nose, but other people aren't going to walk up to me and be like, oh, your nose is so cute. So in my head, I'm like, wow, I hate my nose. That means everybody else hates my nose. That will send you down a rabbit hole. Continuously thinking that people hate the way you look and people think that you are ugly will ruin your life. Yeah, it won't do you any good. Yeah, hate, self-hate is the worst. So, in conclusion, please, if you are not comfortable with the way you look, if you are not satisfied with the way you look, if you feel like you have not reached your full potential, if you will, know that nobody else will make you love yourself but you. Yep, and I would advise you, if there's a friend or family member that you have not talked to in a long time, please reach out to them. It is always good to reach out to family and friends. Stay in contact because, as you know, as most people have heard about Chadwick Boseman, Mm -hmm. he ended up passing at 43, and that is very young when you think about it. Yeah, for sure. And it's sad that he had passed, but it's also an eye-opener that time is short. So you have to let the people that you love know that you love them. Yeah. And I know know for myself, death has been really heavy on my mind lately. Like, I've been so scared of people around me dying lately. And that's why me as a person, if you've ever been my friend or if you've you've ever come across me before, I will always randomly text you and be like, hey, hope you're doing well, or hey, I miss you, hey, love you, that kind of thing, because I I just have that fear of people around me dying, and I've never taken death very well, ever, and that's not something to normalize, taking death well. No. You, you can be hurt if you want to. Someone just left your life. You are obligated. You as a person have the right to be sad. So do not let other people tell you, oh, you, you, they would want you to move on. Grieve how you want to grieve, but make sure the people around you know that you love them and that you care about them and that you will be there for them regardless of what happens. Yep. Even people that you maybe didn't like in middle school, you know that if that person were to pass away tomorrow and you heard about it, there would be something in you like, wow, I knew them, even if I didn't know them 
in a good setting or if I didn't know them in a good mindset, they were still a person and they still just lost their life. So stay in contact with people that you love. Make sure everyone around you knows that you love them. Make sure that you love yourself. And I think that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'll see you next week. I'm going to get out this sauna of a closet that I am in because I'm sweating extremely bad. And, I'm, and yeah, see you guys next week. Deuce. Stay ready, waterbenders. <laughs>